Welcome to episode 70-something of That Thing with James J. Asher II. I'm your host, James J. Asher II, joined by my quarantine co-host, back from the dead, Zombie... Emily. Zombem... Zembali. Zombembali. Is it back from the, the dead or back from the bed? I don't know. Dead in the bed, Zombembali is here. And in this episode, we are taking a short break from the uh, ongoing uh, New Age Nazis uh, miniseries that we've been working on. And uh, we're doing a Halloween episode because I realized today, oh shit, Halloween <laughs> is at the end of this week. We're recording this on a Sunday, and Halloween is what day? Saturday. Saturday, 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 Saturday. <laughs> yep. What did we get today? Not, not uh, Halloween decorations. I thought about getting Halloween decorations two weeks ago, and I, I didn't do it. That's true. We did get a bag of candy. We got a bag of candy. It's not for trick-or-treaters. No. (laughs) No, because no trick-or-treaters come here. And this Halloween is my favorite holiday of the year, as I've said in the the last Halloween episode. Yeah. But this year, uh, Halloween's canceled. Yeah. Thanks, virus. So usually... What do I do on Halloween, usually? You go to a bar. I go to the bar. I go to Crow Bar. Yeah. It's my favorite bar in Austin. Yeah, I usually watch Halloween movies. I watch scary movies and hang out here. And sometimes you'll go to the bar. On occasion. Yeah. But, you know, I like to go to the bar. And I like to get, uh, you know, a little boozed up. Look at all the costumes. And I don't know if the bar is open this year, is it? Um, it depends. I know that there was just a mandate that was lifted, but uh, Travis County voted against it, having the bars be able to be open independently to a certain point. But bars are open-ish. Yeah, I don't trust that. It's either open or it's not. And if there's a fucking virus going around, I don't trust it. Oh, I for sure don't trust it. You couldn't catch me out there. Yeah, so uh, no bar for me. Even if it's open, to me, it is closed. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. Isn't it? Well, that makes sense because we're supposed to see that second or third spike happen two weeks Well, the spike is already starting. This past week has had more cases than it's had since, like, the very beginning. Something like that. Yeah. In Austin, Texas, the city of. And so, yeah, it's about to get a lot worse. Again, this winter's gonna be pretty bad. Well, it's a good thing I'm already a hermit. She's already a hermit? And I'm a hermit now, too, which, I mean, I, I kind of was before, because for my day job, I work from home. But uh, I miss being able to go out. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay with it right now. 
I'm not. I, I wish I could go out and do stuff. But, I mean, that's not stopping a lot of other people from going out and doing stuff. No, and you couldn't pay me enough to put myself in a position like that. But, you know, to each their own, you put your own life in your own hands, I suppose. One of the worst bits of news I've heard recently was that my favorite uh, costume shop here in Austin is done. It's gone. It's closed down for good. It was called The Bazaar. Yeah, it was a really good costume shop. Had makeup, a bunch of costumes. They had professional stage makeup, uh, professional-grade wigs that you could get. They could custom-make wigs for you. Lingerie. Uh, lingerie was next door. Mm-hmm. They had a little lingerie shop. And I wonder, like, how did they turn profit? Because clearly Halloween would be their, like, that's their cash cow for the year, right? Halloween. Yeah. But during the year, um, uh, I don't imagine there are uh, too many people like me who will just go to a costume shop throughout the year and well, dress this up. this is one of the least Halloween-y places I've ever lived, so... Austin, Texas? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this town does not know fucking Halloween at all. I guess, you know, like, it makes sense historically. Why? If I think about it, I'm from the North, where, you know, Salem Witch Trials, we had all of that. There's all of the spookiness. It actually gets cold. It's It's older. It's older. And actually, it's not like Texas is not as old. It's just that the ruling, the culture is different, but that's mainly dictated by the ruling class constantly erasing history because it's extremely racist, fascist, and genocidal in Texas and most other places in the South. And so the they, United States in general. The yeah. United States in general, <laughs> but a special concentration in the South. Yeah. I mean, Juneteenth, the, Texas was the last place to have slaves because they wouldn't tell them. Yeah. And so um, uh, they erase history, and whatever they have, they r- revise history. That's true. So it's not like culture doesn't exist. It's just been erased in places like Austin, Texas, which was built, uh, city planning-wise, it was built to be segregated. It all makes sense. It all makes sense. So, um, so yeah, the bazaar is closed down, and that makes me sad. And it also, you want to talk about spooky stuff, scary stuff, since this is the uh, scare holiday... The thing that scares me is that that place is closed down for good. Mm -hmm. It was a small business. And many other small businesses across the nation have closed down for good. So that leaves a vacuum. That leaves an open spot. And who do you think, because that spot's going to get filled, who do you think is going to fill that spot? Spirit stores or someone else, another large company it's not going to be a mom and pop. What's a spirit store? A Halloween store. Is that like the brand Spirit? Mm-hmm. Spirit store? Yeah. I've never... They, they usually are at like, you know, strip malls. Yeah. It's just, 
all these places, like not just Halloween costume shops, not just uh, seasonal places, but every small business, it's just going to get filled with already two large businesses, monopolies. It's true. And uh, so it's just sort of like acceleration time for uh, neoliberal capitalism. Uh, no room for you. If you want to open up a shop and do something, <laughs> you're going to have to go into the machine. Become a cog. It's true. Pretty scary. Cog. Cog frog. <laughs> Ribbit. Ribbit. Okay, so, yeah, there's no... Halloween has essentially been canceled. And most years, I would have, at the beginning of the month, gone out and already gotten uh, stuff. Like, started planning and getting, like, uh, you know, spooky decorations for the apartment. But this year, I didn't even do it. This year, I can't even, like, focus on shit at all. Yeah, I have zero focus. It's just gone. Um, so, well, this is a Halloween episode, so let's talk about scary shit. Let's talk about supernatural. You seem like you got something to say. No, I want to hear, will you tell about the Stegini? The Stegini? Isn't that what it's called, the Stegini? Yes, there's a Stegini. A Stegini is a thing I heard about when I lived in Oklahoma. It's an old um, native, like First Nation people thing. And uh, I don't really remember what a Stegini is. I just know that, it, like, I was told it was like a sort of a monster that lived in the woods and it would come get you. Uh, let's look up. Let me look up what the hell a Stegini is. When did I last tell you about a Stegini? You told me about it when you took me there, which was probably a huge mistake. Oh, what is Quattro Stagatoni Pizza? That's Stagioni? Stagatoni. Okay, here we go. A stacchini is an owl monster of Seminole folklore. Although it's not just the Seminoles, because I lived in Creek area. Um, so a stacchini... These Stegini are sinister monsters. Uh, originally, they were evil witches who transformed themselves into owl beings, which I heard about that. Like, so they're like skinwalkers. It's kind of like skinwalkers, but like an owl. Um, that was another part of like native folklore. Is uh, If you see an owl, it means that you or someone close to you it's is going die. to die very soon. Yeah. And uh, have you ever, like, seen an owl and then the next day or that week heard about someone dying? No. I've seen a lot of owls and haven't had that experience. I once dug through some owl shit with my bare hands. Oh, well, yeah. It was just, like, dry fur. Dry fur and bones. From Mises, because they eat Mises. Yeah. Um, okay, so... By day, the Stegini uh, resembled the Seminole people. But by night, they vomit up their souls along with all of their internal organs and become undead owl monsters that feed on human hearts. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. That is fucking cool. Now, um, ooh, here, Reddit says, uh, ask Reddit, why is an owl 
a bad omen. Oh, this person's talking about Oklahoma. What does it say? Um, wait a second. Where's the, uh, okay, here we go. Ask Reddit. Reddit. Why is a bow an, a bowel? Why is oh. a bowel? <laughs> Ooh, spooky. I mean, you know, sometimes you get a ghost shit and that's pretty scary too. Ghost shit. You know, farts are actually your poop screaming to get out. <laughs> True story. Um, in some Native American cultures, they are, the owls, a bad omen. I lived in Oklahoma and heard of the, butchering this, Stagini, an owl spirit that carries off people with too many bad deeds on their souls. Just depends on the culture. Yeah. So it's not just seminal. Like, it's a broad fucking tale. Or is it a reality? It'd be pretty cool. Now, there was also a tale of uh, the little people. Have you heard of the little people? No. Really? I mean, I don't think so. They even covered the little people in a early episode of um, South Park. Oh, then I'm sure I've heard of them and just didn't realize. Oh, wait. They, it was a little people thing, but they were the uh, they the socks? underpants, the underpants oh, yeah. gnomes. Yeah. And they'd steal people's underpants while they were wearing them. Yeah. And then they steal uh, either tweak or butters. And then they come up with a plan like step one. Steal underpants. Step two, question mark. Step three, profit. Yeah. Yeah. So the little people, you're much kind of like the skinwalkers. You're not supposed to talk about them. So I'm fucking up already. And I used to get scared of this shit. The Steginis. Like, I remember going back to the Steginis. Like, I mean, you've been to where I mostly grew up. It's in the woods in Oklahoma. You'd never seen a town that small before, had you? No. It's a very, and that wasn't even the smallest place. I mean, I'm sure that there are smaller places, but in Ohio, our small towns, like you saw, mm. when a small town is there, at least to the ones that I would go to. It has sidewalks and paved roads. Yes. Yeah. Um, there are smaller towns around my hometown uh that are literally just in the woods it's like a thin unkempt like overgrown dirt road in densely wooded area and you're driving through there and you think like you're lost like you've just been consumed by the woods and uh and then you're driving on this dirt road and you might see like an old house and then another old house. And that is considered literally a town. It's more like a hamlet. It's not even the size of a hamlet or a village, but it's a town. It's literally, there will be like two or three houses. They're probably all related to Two or three families. Yeah, I mean, they probably bone. Yeah. That wasn't where I was going, but okay. <laughs> I mean, everyone's related. I, when you come down to it, every human is incest. 
Because we're all cousins, right? Yeah. We're all brothers and sisters. We came from Adam and Eve. They did it, made kids, and then those kids did it with each other. Incest. And so we're just a broad spectrum of incest. And that's what's wrong with humans. Because we're all inbred. (laughs) It would make sense. Although some are more inbred than others. That's very true. Yeah. Um, So... Yeah, the Stagini, I remember I'd be hanging out with some friends, smoking some, like, dirt, Mexican, like, brick dirt weed that was mostly stems and seeds. And, uh, you know, they live in a trailer with their grandma out in the woods. And um, we'd hear some noises. You'd hear some noises out in the woods. And, I mean, you hear a lot of noises out in the woods. Um, But one time I heard, like, something that sounded kind of like a dinosaur i imagine and my friend was like that's a stagini and i was like are you fucking kidding me he's like i think it's a stagini i'm pretty sure it's a stagini because he's like <laughs> i've never heard that sound before have you and i said no and we we're like it's got to be a fucking stagini i mean at that point yeah i mean it was like <laughs> in the woods if i heard in that, the dark if i heard that i'm not going outside Simple as that. All right, I'm not trying to get eaten. It's. I mean, if you're living in a beat-up trailer with your grandma in the woods, there's no inside. Even if you're inside the trailer, you're basically still outside. I'd be saying a big old no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that happened. And then I also heard the tale of the little people. The little people are, well... Not, not dwarves. What's the, what's the PC word for midgets now? Little people. Little people? That sounds more fucking offensive to me than midget. Little people? Like, I'm little? Excuse me? Well, I think, you know, if you were a little person, you would prefer that. Little person? Yes. I know some little people that prefer the M word. Mm-hmm. Different strokes for different folks. You know, language is uh, not great in general, all language. Earlier I was talking about, like, uh, you know, yeah, boring shit. I just pulled another Biden. Oh, oh, never mind. Vote for me. (laughs) (laughs) Vote for me. Oh, no, I just wiped my damn mustache. Is it smudged? No. Oh, thank God. Um, so the little people, you're not supposed to talk about them because if you do, they know about you. It sends out like a signal, like you're talking about them, you're believing in them and they're feeding off of that, that awareness, that consciousness. And so they will come to, uh, it's always children. Um, I've never heard of like them kidnapping babies or toddlers, but children, they would sneak in to a child's room and take them away. Much like uh, changelings, like in the Midsummer yeah. Night's Dream. They would take the kids away to their, you know, their little people village or whatever. Like they lived underground and you could access it like through tree roots. They lived within the roots under trees underground. And it's not like they will 
the it's not like they will abuse the children or, or anything. They just take them there and live with them for a little bit and help raise them a bit and then return the kid That's to its home. That's different than a changeling. So, but here's the thing. The kid is just there for a night, a couple hours or just through over throughout the night and then they return home. And there's stories, there's weird stories I've read in old newspapers and shit where to the kid they're just gone for a few hours, but outside in our realm, not the Stagini or not the little people realm, but in our average human realm, the child is gone for like two weeks. Yeah. I'm going to look this up. Have you really never heard of that before? No, but I've heard of changelings. Little but they replace changelings replace the kid with like an imposter. That's right. Okay, I'm looking up Little People Myth. Little People Mythology. Oh, wow, it's on Wikipedia? Mm-hmm. Little people have been part of folklore of many cultures in human history, including Ireland, Greece, the Philippines, the Hawaiian Islands, New Zealand, Flores Island, Indonesia, and Native Americans. So in the Native American folklore of North America, uh, it told legends of a race of, quote, little people who lived in the woods near sandy hills and sometimes near rocks located along large bodies of water, such as the Great Lakes, often described as hairy faced dwarfs. (laughs) 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 So they just have little, they're just little hairy people. Yeah, kind of like hobbits. Oh wait, no, there's little tiny people in Pocahontas. No, wait, that's the land of lady, land of the lakes, lady. That's how Morningstar lost her fish. Yeah. Okay, so often described as hairy-faced dwarves in stories, petroglyph illustrations show them with horns on their head and traveling in groups of five to seven per canoe. Native legends often talk of little people playing pranks on people, such as singing and then hiding when an inquisitive person searches for the music. It is often said that the little people love children and would take them away from bad or abusive parents, or if the child was without parents and left in the woods to fend for themselves. So, see, they, 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 were good. they would take care of the kids. They'd take the kids away and take care mm. of them. I forgot that bit about the abused children. I did hear that. Um, So other legends say that the little people, if seen by an adult human, would beg them not to say anything of their existence and would reward those who kept their word by helping them and their family out in times of need, which sounds kind of like a leprechaun. Yeah. Um, uh, You got a fucking squeaky chair. (laughs) Um, from the from tribe to tribe, there are variations of what the little people's mannerisms were like, and whether they were good or evil may be different. One of the common beliefs is that the little people create distractions to cause mischief. You ever notice that word is spelled mischief? Yeah. Mischief. Mischief. Mischievous. 
They were believed to be the gods, or to be gods by some. One North American native tribe believed that they lived in nearby caves. The caves were never entered for fear of disturbing the little people. Legends of physical remains of tiny people being found in various locations in the western United States, particularly Montana and Wyoming, typically describe the remains of as being found in caves with various details, such as descriptions that they were, quote, perfectly formed, dwarf size, etc. Um, so yeah, I wonder, little people, little pe uh, people, god damn it, oh my god. That's a lot of slashes. Yeah, that's a fucking little people... I think you're trying to make a code. Child. Wait, little people. Um, um, what's the abduct? Abduct. Child. Child. Weeks. Because I want to see if there's the thing I'm Ooh. talking about. Um, let's see. No, that's just a bunch of stuff to report abducted children. <laughs> um, kidnapped children make headlines. Um, what the fuck? This is not what I'm looking for. Nope, but still scary. Okay, well, that's why legends are word of mouth, because, well, they're word of mouth. Yeah, I mean, my high school was in Haunted, Ohio. What? Yeah. What's that? Haunted, Ohio? Yeah, what is that? It's a series of books. They have them for every state. Okay. And they pull all of these stories from, like, you know, ghost stories around your state. In my school, I don't remember what happened. I think someone was murdered in the basement where the pool was. And they'd sealed over the pool. But you would hear banging from the pool that was sealed off to everyone. So they quit teaching in that class and they sealed over it so no one could get down there. What? Yeah. So there's still banging there? Yeah. In Dayton? Yeah. You you would hear, like, footsteps going up and down the steps to try to get out. And you'd hear, like, pushing where people were trying to get out. Yeah. Yeah. Footsteps. Um, this summer, I was up at, like, 3 in the morning. I was in the bathroom taking a late-night leak. And on the fake wood linoleum floor here in the kitchen, I heard footsteps, full-on adult human barefoot footsteps walking back and forth for a good 10 seconds. It was not me. It was, there was no one in here. No one was moving. And I heard barefoot footsteps here. It was very distinct. I froze. Good thing I was already peeing. Because um, th that would have scared the pee out of me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I distinctly heard human footsteps. It was not like old building creaking noises. Footsteps. Uh, I mean, we hear stuff all the time in this apartment. What do you mean? What do you hear? I mean, I hear footsteps. Wait, you hear footsteps? Yeah. When? I hear them late at night sometimes when I'm, like, trying to go to sleep or if I wake up. Describe the footsteps. What do they sound like? Barefoot? Yeah. 
What? Yeah. I mean, you hear that, and then there's sometimes bangs. I didn't know you heard the same kind of footsteps I've heard. Yeah. There's also bangs that happen in here, like, late at night. Like, last night, there was that really loud bang. Yeah. I don't know what that was. It came from the kitchen. Nothing fell. Yeah. There's bangs and knocks and stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of knocking. Sounds like there's a knock, like, coming from the inside of, like, the fridge. Yeah. Um, what else? I've seen a weird face. You saw a weird face. Describe that. I was trying to go to sleep. I was already anxious to begin with, so I was, like, curled up in bed. And James was passed out because he he falls asleep within, like, three seconds of laying down. And I heard a noise from the kitchen, so I looked over, and it looked like someone was peeking over at me, like a black face. Like around the corner of the partition? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And they had this big... Wait, a black face? Yeah, it was, like, dark. I thought it was a white face. The figure was dark. Face was white. Uh, Start that over. So there was a full body figure? Yeah. Like, what, what you could shape? see fingers. What? Yeah, like peering. Was it like around the side? Yeah. So it had its hands, it had its fingers. It was a dark body, had the fingers curled around the side, and the face peered around the corner? Yeah. And it was a white face? White face. Like, what kind of white? Like, my Ghostly face? Ghostly white. A little bit whiter than yours, so, even. So, like, a glowing white face. Yeah. Interesting. And describe the face in detail. It looked like a man's face. Like masculine. You couldn't really see hair details on it or anything. You could just see the face and like the the fingers. Like around the corner. So it was super white. And then I could make an outline of a, a creepy smile. Was it a exaggeratedly wide smile? Yes. And the face... Did it look like a human face or humanoid? Human. Like a person? Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. And the body, was it big? It was pretty tall. It was a tall, shadowy body. Mm Mm-hmm. And a glowing, ghostly white face. Yes. Of a man. Yes. With a big, wide smile. Mm Mm-hmm. When did you see this? It was late at night. Probably like one I mean, what year? How long ago from now did you see this? I feel like it was last year. Last year? Yeah. And uh, how long did it hang out there? Not super long. I'd say like five seconds. That's pretty fucking long. Five seconds. I mean, I didn't want to move because I was so freaked out by it. I was like, oh, God. I was like, if you just ignore it, it will go away. Was it looking at you? Oh, it was looking at me. Really? Yeah. yeah. What did it want? I don't know, but I did not like it. Do you think that maybe it was just a... Playing with me? Maybe. I'm talking about your brain. Was your brain just playing with you? Or you? was it just like a uh, so. delusion? I would hope so, but no, I was I was awake. I was just already feeling nervous when I heard noises from the kitchen. Footsteps? Yeah. And it, oh, so the footsteps walked to the partition. Mm-hmm. And the hand went around and the face came around and smiled at you. And you were just passed out. And um, the smile, was it uh, threatening you? 
did it want to hurt you? I don't think so. I, I mean, it, maybe, but it kind of felt like it just wanted to play with me. So it wasn't like a, it wasn't a violent, threatening thing. It was just uh, scary, but not threatening. Right. Okay. Um, have you ever before uh, growing up in Ohio? Did you have any, like, supernatural experiences, or were there yes. kind of uh, urban legends and stuff like that? Well, there were a ton of urban legends, but in the house that I grew up in, there was an old lady that I would talk about. What? Yeah, there because I would be trying to fall asleep, and someone would come and pet my hair. A lady would pet your hair? I would... I would tell my mom that there's an old lady ghost and she lives in the attic and she comes down to pet my hair at night. And how did your mom react to that? She just thought I was really creative. Huh. And do you remember uh, the experience of the old lady petting your hair? I just remember someone touching my hair. Really? Yeah. And so had an old lady lived and died in that house? Who knows? Probably. I never looked it up. Also, my nephews, when they were young, my brother and his wife, they have two, they had at the point, at that point, two kids, two sons. They moved into a little tiny house. And my nephews would talk about how there was a little boy that would come in and play with them, but they were scared of their mommy. And my sister in law looked it up. And there was a mom that had murdered her two children, her two sons, in the house. Did they? Did she drown them in the bathtub? I don't remember what she did, but she had killed her kids. And so the nephews could see the yeah. ghosts of those people. Yeah. Interesting. So it seems like you believe ghosts are real. Well, I'm, I'm here for the ghosts. I, I would say... There are things in this world we will never understand. Understood. Um, Ghost Adventures is one of our favorite TV <laughs> shows. Describe Ghost Adventures to someone who's never heard of it. It's some dude bras. Um, they're nice enough, guys. You know, like they seem very nice. They're just kind of a little chachi. And they go around to these different haunted locations with these brand new ghost devices and they have they try to see if they can get any experience from it uh like personal experience yeah personal ghost things like they'll do voice recordings and they record any sounds so they try to capture evidence of paranormal activity yes okay and they are paranormal investigators. Yes. I want to go to his museum. Somebody pay for that. Who, who's him? We're Zach, talking to people Zach who Baggins, don't know. Zach Baggins, baby. Zach Baggins. Zach Baggins. Zach Baggins. Yeah. Baggins is a hobbit. Bobo Baggins. Zach Baggins. Um, yeah. And all the guys on the show are from Las Vegas. Yeah. Which makes it great. And, and yeah, they're like, dude, come at me, bro. Like, they, they used to do that a lot more in earlier they, episodes. They chilled on it. There are, like, 15, 16 seasons. Oh, boy. That's what we're going to watch on Saturday. Oh, is that when the new episode comes yeah. out? I first started watching it. It's a travel channel show, but you can get it on um, a, a company that I'm not going to promote on this fucking podcast because 
fuck the CEO of that company. Um, talk about monopolies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ghost Adventures, check it out. It is fucking great. And I'm a pretty skeptical person, but I'm also agnostic about everything I can be agnostic about because I accept that I don't know everything. There are things I might, there are, I, I've repeated this before, the four knowns. There are known knowns, known unknowns, um, unknown knowns, and unknown unknowns. So basically, there are some things you don't know that you know. There are some things you know you don't know. There are some things that you don't know you don't know. Yeah. And so that's kind of like a great basis for agnosticism, not just in a religious sense, but in everything, because you don't really fucking know. I mean, I want to believe I believe in aliens, you know, like I until it's proven that it doesn't exist. I don't see how I can think that that's not a possibility. Right. (laughs) Germs used to not exist. Atoms used to not exist. There, it's future science. Yeah. Um, and so the reason I bring that up is I keep my mind open, but I also try to be skeptical. What? I've got another story for you. Okay. I try to be skeptical. And, uh, you know, I'll try to rule things out, like the footsteps or knocking sounds around this apartment. I will try to find reasons. Is it... Um, air pressure, temperature, wood expanding or contracting, all that kind of stuff. Coffee thing popping. There are things that fucking move that should not move in this apartment. It's a heavy shit. We had to take down that picture. What? The picture of the baby. Oh, yeah, because so there was a uh, picture of her friend's baby that we had up and it kept getting knocked down because we just had it kind of sitting propped up in an area where I, you know, like I made sure and put like stuff so it wouldn't just like arbitrarily fall down. And I tested it with having like the ceiling fan on. I tested it with like wiggling the partition or knocking things down. I made sure that it could not get, it could not fall down because it always fell down. But no matter what I did to ensure and you know I'm very, what, industrious. If, I'm not sure if that's the right Anal word. Anal retentive. I don't That's not the right word. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, I made sure that that thing would not fall down unless, you know, I were to physically go up and knock it down with my finger. But it would still, this little Polaroid picture would fly off. It'd like fly across the room. Yeah. Uh, so the ghost did not like that baby. Yeah, it, didn't. it was not a fan. No. Um, so with ghost adventures, I try to remain skeptical. And there are some things where I'm like, ah, bullshit. Yeah. But so many times that show, uh, even if I'm like in full skeptic mode, they will come across something. Um, and I'll even think of like editing and effects and all that stuff. There sometimes they capture some shit that it's like, how what the fuck is that? Yeah. What the fuck is that? Um 
so yeah, it's a, if you're looking for a paranormal investigation show, uh, ghost adventures, is the shit. and also like they started off with a documentary. Yeah. The documentary is really weird to start with that. And you can find that online. Just look, look up ghost adventures documentary and it's like a 90 minute thing. And it's before they started the show and they are very good. And in the earlier episodes of the show, they were better at this. They will go through and like they will record the events, the phenomenon, analyze it, and then try to debunk it. And they will show the process. They'll take it to like independent people uh, like that don't work with them to try to get them to debunk it. And there's just weird shit that they capture. Yeah. Like, it's it's something. Bricks get thrown. Bricks get thrown. A huge fucking heavy plank of wood gets knocked over. Um, yeah, and these guys were just recording with a handy cam with like no fucking money. Yeah, but, they didn't have a crew back in the day. Yeah, they like went out to this mine somewhere in Nevada, like an abandoned mine. Nevada is creepy. Yeah. Um, so. We're 40 minutes in about. Let's take a short water break and don't forget that story oh, you I had won't. in your mind. We'll be right back. And we're back. So, you've got a story to tell, right? Yes. Let's hear it. My mom has a best friend from high school named Daphne. <clears throat> and she owns a house in Kentucky, like in Appalachia, in Washington, I think is the name of the, the town. They don't even have a bathroom inside of the house, but... Do they have an outhouse? No, you have to walk down the street to the city building or whatever it's called and go to the bathroom there in the public bathrooms. Ugh. Yeah. But she noticed things were moving around the house and, like, could hear noises, and she, she was feeling a little weird about what was going on in her house. So they had a ghost hunter come to the house to investigate and the ghost hunter said that there was a demon living in the house oh shit yeah there was a spirit of a demon so they had to do an exorcism on it on the house who who did the exorcism i don't know they probably got like a pastor or something probably a priest yeah are there catholics in appalachia yeah there's everything damn so she got her house exercised yeah I asked my mom if it did anything, but Daphne owns a bunch of different houses in Appalachia, so she didn't know. Interesting. <clears throat> and so uh, do we have any news on what happened after the exorcism of the house? No. Weird. Um, have I ever told you about the um, the ghosts I think might have been at my old house in New Jersey? I think so, but... You want me to jog your memory? Yeah. Okay, so from, let's see here, 1994 to 1998, I lived in an old house in a town called Bernardsville in New Jersey. It's in central New Jersey. And um, this very old house had a lot of old house sounds. So by the time I lived there, I was six. I was about six when we moved to New Jersey and about 10 when we, when we moved to Oklahoma. So I spent four years 
um, six to ten. Pretty uh, impressionable years in your youth, right? Yeah. And um, so the house had its usual creaks and stuff. But I would hear different noises, often on the stairs. So it wasn't a big house, but it was a house and it had two floors and some stairs that come up. There were like two sets of stairs and a landing halfway up. Because, like, you walk up one way, you like, you walk up facing west, and then when you get to the top, you're facing east, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you go up seven steps, there's a landing, and then go up 11 steps, and you're in the house. Uh, I also busted my tailbone sliding down those stairs on my ass for fun. The tailbone busting was not fun. (laughs) That hurt for a long time. But I would hear, often at night... Because I had a bedroom that was basically right near the top of the stairs. So if you're going up the stairs, my room is the first stop. And I would hear creaking noises coming up the stairs. So I knew, because I lived in the house, I knew the usual old house sounds. But I also knew the different kinds of sounds because it was all hardwood floor, the entire house and the stairs, no carpet on anything. And um, I could hear not like a footfall, but certain creaking, like as if there were um, the pressure of a adult human body, you know, the weight bearing down on the step itself, right? Mm -hmm. I'd hear the, "Eh," like someone's walking up. And I'd hear that sound, never any footfalls, but just the creaking of like underweight coming up the stairs. And I, I, I mean, I'd be fucking terrified. And my door, I'd keep it like sort of cracked too, just in case I'd get really scared or something. Um... And I'd have like a little night light in my room too. But I would often hear those creaking sounds coming up the stairs. And a few times I'd work up the courage and I'd stick my head out of my room and see if I saw anything. I never saw anything. But I felt like there was something around there. And I felt like there was something fishy in the the closet in my room too. Because originally I had a room next to that one, but my dad took it over and turned it into his office, the computer room. And um, and I used to look up dirty pictures of Carmen Electra in oh, there. But I liked that room a lot more, the first one. But he kicked me out and moved me to the next room, which was smaller, asshole. Uh, moved me to the smaller room. And that one was scary. It's just something about that room creeped me out. But uh, I'd hear the creaking, I'd stick my head out the door, there would not be anything. And I would get the sense that there were not just someone, but people, someone's in the house on the bottom floor. And I'd think, is it my dad? Is he up like getting a water or a snack or something? Is he watching CNN? Because he used to watch CNN like 24-7. So I'd peer over the banister to see if I saw any light, like to the kitchen 
because the stairs started sort of like in the uh, the entrance area to the left. There was like a little garden reading nook room. And then to the right was the dining room. And then kind of adjacent, which you had to go through a little bit, was the kitchen. And I would feel like there were people in the kitchen. So I'd very softly go down the stairs to the platform and then go down a few steps and peer over the banister because from there I could maybe uh, theoretically be able to see light if there were light on in the kitchen. But there wasn't. Just shadows, maybe some light from outside pouring in from the windows. And I would, every time that happened, get a very distinct impression. It's not like I heard or saw anything, but like in my mind's eye, I always got a distinct impression that there were three or four men, adult men, playing cards, drinking and smoking cigars and cigarettes. And some and and I feel like they had a monkey too for some reason. So it was like Four men playing cards at the kitchen table, and they had a monkey. That's the impression I would get. And I would also, uh, at night in my bedroom, be afraid that there was like a witch or something floating, because that's on the second floor, floating outside my window trying to peer in. So I'd make sure to close the blinds as tight as I could. But I'd get that feeling too, like there was something floating trying to look in at me. Evil witch or something. Yeah. So there's that. I had a teddy rock spin growing up. You know what a teddy rock spin is? I know the name, but I don't really know what it is. It was like a teddy bear that talked. Kind of like a, a Furby? You should look at look up a picture of a teddy rock spin. Okay. Because I'm going to need you to visualize this. Okay, I'm looking up teddy rock spin. Looking at it now. Oh, that is disturbing <laughs> looking. Those, eye, those are the eyes of a Satan. I had one of those, and I was convinced it was trying to kill me as a child, so I threw it down the basement stairs. Oh, my God. <laughs> trying to destroy it. Oh, is that the thing that would say, I love you? They and said little, all sorts of things. And its little mouth would move? It, yeah, its mouth moved for fucking sure. What? And so you were you were convinced it was trying to kill you? Yeah, I thought it I thought it wanted to kill me. Yeah, those things are I mean, it's cute, but it's in a very sinister kind of a look, Teddy Ruxpin. I mean, they were it was kind of a scary thing. Much like Furby's. Oh, I love those videos of Furby's running out of batteries and it sounds like a recording of hell coming through where it's like ah! My and there's ones that, like, catch on fire. Yeah, my friend's caught on fire. Oh, my God. She had to throw it into the sink. It was just smoking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, have you had any other uh, ghost or other paranormal experiences? Alien? Have you ever seen, like, a spaceship? I've seen UFOs. What? As Talk a kid, about. I saw lights in the sky at night. I grew up near Wright Pat Air Force Base. Um, so Wright Pat Air Force Base has a um, peculiar history in regards to unidentified flying objects, right? Yes, supposedly there's an alien on the base. Like, look up Project Blue Book. 
Yeah. And that's all sorts of weird shit that they've documented around Wright Pat. I would see triangular lights. Like there'd be one light, one light, one light flying. Really? Yeah. Often? Pretty frequently as a child. Weird. I would look out of the window and see it outside. Do you think you were ever contacted by extraterrestrials? No. But... Do you think you are an extraterrestrial? Sometimes I wonder. It feels like it sometimes. (laughs) Um, I would see that. um, There was one time that I was alone in my house. My older brothers are 9 and 11 years older than me, so they were off working. My mom was working overnight. I was alone. I had to be like 8 years old. So I'd made myself dinner, was kind of getting ready to go to bed, had done some homework by myself, and I heard a noise. And when I I was like, oh, somebody must be home. So I went downstairs. It was a three-story house. So I went downstairs. The front door was closed still. It didn't look like anyone had been there. TV was off. Super Nintendo was off. I walked to the kitchen. The back door was still closed and locked. I look down the steps that go down to the basement, and we had a side door that my brothers, you know, would sneak out of. And that door was wide open. And I was like, what Hmm. is going on with that? And I was like, maybe they just forgot to, like, shut the door. So I shut the door, and... Sean was the only one living there at that point. Your brother? Mm-hmm. So I go downstairs. Lights are all off. I walk into Sean's room, and I heard, get out. And then... What? From Sean? Did Sean say get out? No. It was just a voice that told me, get out. And then his music system turned up all the way, and I booked it and locked myself in my room. So you went into your brother's room. Was he in there? No. He was gone. You go into his room, and you're alone in the house. Yeah. It's only you. You go into the room, and a voice says, get out. What was Was it a man's voice? Get out. Oh, it yelled at you? Yeah. What? Yeah. So, it, it scared uh, an, an angry, An angry male-sounding voice yelled, get out. Yes. And then, then the music, music started blasting. Up, like it turned itself on? Yes. <sighs> and it stopped playing as soon as I got out of the basement. Just turned off. What the fuck? Yeah. That is scary. Yeah, it was. Almost as scary as the time that my brother Josh decided to call and pretend to be the dude from Scream. What? <laughs> Tell me about that. I was all alone again. And... The phone rang. Mm-hmm. Mind you, it was a series of and events. How old were you? I had to be like nine or ten. Okay, you were nine or point. ten. I'd already gone through this. You're a latchkey kid. Yeah, I was alone. Okay. So, at this time, my mom's ex-husband had just gotten out of jail. I wasn't talking to my dad, but he would still sometimes try to come over and knock on the door, and I would just hide. Mm-hmm. Um. And my mom was like, do not answer the door if anyone knocks. Like, you don't answer the door. Right. So I was like, okay. So 
I'm sitting there and someone starts knocking at the door. So I hide. And I hear, I can see you. And I'm like, oh my God. So I'm like just hiding. I just hide, hide, hide. And then the phone starts ringing. And I answer the phone and it's like, is this Emily? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm going to slit your throat and wear your skin. <laughs> and I was I was a little scared. Okay, I was a little freaked out at that point. So I grab a butcher knife. Oh, my God. And I go to the back door. And I'm just shaking, having a panic attack. You know, I wonder why I'm so nervous and freaked out now. But <laughs> I'm, like, freaking out. And I call my friend... And I'm like, hey, someone just called and said that they're going to cut me and they're going to kill me. And I don't I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So her mom hears this and is like, I'm coming to get you. So her mom comes to get me, takes me to my mom, who's working at the post office. My mom takes off work and is like, I don't know who's calling to threaten to kill you. My brother, Josh, is like. Hey, where's Emily at? I was coming to scare her. Where Where did your brothers show up? He they showed at up the to post the house. office. No, they came to my house. Oh, but so I your was mom... already gone. Oh, my because my friend's mom came to get me. I was too scared. And then your brother showed up at the house. Yes, because he was trying to mess with me. Uh, well, it sounded like he succeeded. Oh, he did. But yes, I was convinced that someone was trying to murder me. Well, that's not nice. Nope. Mm. Trauma. <laughs> I'm lucky. My brother never did that. He would just pick me up by my feet and tell me he was going to give me a swirly. And I'd freak out and try to fight. Oh, I fight. <laughs> oh, yeah. They they love to pull things with me. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there was the time that I went into the basement as a three or four year old. They were trying to practice karate with a knife. And they cut me across the forehead. And, like, they cut me from, like, here to here. And they said I was really Like, over calm. your left brow for the yeah. listeners. Yeah, they, they cut, cut me. And they said I was calm and cool and collected. And then blood just started pouring down my face. And they started freaking out. So I just started sobbing. How old were you? Three or four years old. Okay, so you're a toddler. Yeah. With a big gash <laughs> on your fucking forehead. Yeah, so I had to go get stitches. And my mom was very mad at them. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, didn't you at one point like have something sticking out of your head too? Like a fork or something? No, I had. I did step on a bunch of uh, toothpicks. Ooh. Wooden toothpicks? Yeah, and they'd all went in my feet, and we had to pull them out. Oh, fuck. And I, those suckers splintered, too. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't a good time. Yeah. Um, but none of that was, like, paranormal. That was just... Asshole oh, brothers. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've got a bunch of other paranormal stories, but I think we've kind of uh met the time for this episode yeah we can always do a part two we can always do another part because paranormal shit fucking rocks yeah um do you have anything else to say to uh these people for for the uh, regarding this coming halloween i hope that you have a spooky safe time and don't get coronavirus don't get coronavirus and if you have any paranormal stories, experiences, be it 
uh, aliens or demons or ghosts. Sasquatch. Sasquatches, yetis, anything. If you've got any freaky stories like that, I want to know. And I want to share them on the show. So email me at thatthingwithjames at gmail.com. All one word. And this will all be in the show description as well. That thing with James at gmail.com. I want to read about your experiences. Scare me. Scare me. Or entertain. Um, or you can also send me a direct message on Instagram or Twitter. My handle on both is at James J. Asher. Um, I've got a website that I've not messed with for a long time, but I've got a blog with some of my writing on there, jamesjasher.com. Uh, and if if you want, if you're able to, I understand it's a very financially um, difficult year. Uh, I know, <laughs> personally, it is. Um, but if you are able to... Um, Please donate to the show. Uh, you don't even have to donate a lot, but you could become a patron at patreon.com slash that thing with James. I would ideally love for this show to be my day job uh, so I could, you know, get some stuff out to you consistently more better and just kind of spread out, diversify the portfolio of the show. So if you're able to uh, become a donor, a patron at patreon.com slash that thing with James. And thank you to those of you who already are helping support the show. You guys rock. And if you're not subscribed already, subscribe to the show. If you're on YouTube, hit the like button, uh, leave a comment. And for all of you, share the show with your friends, family, strangers, the homeless screaming guy on the street. I love you. Happy Halloween. And I'll see you next episode. Bye. Bye.